Well, guys, welcome to the Gaming Casuals podcast. We are the Gaming Casuals. Woo-hoo! Woo! Yeah! It's been a long time coming. It is. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. We'll provide links in the description in case you really want to know where to find us. But uh, I am John. This is Brandon. We got Zach. We're going to talk to you all about all things gaming from a casual perspective, because I don't know about you guys, but... Yeah, it's hard to play video games every now and then. You get a little busy. It is a little crazy when you have kids that have bedtimes and wives. Wives, yes. Wives. So, yeah, this is going to be exciting to get to talk to you guys and and everybody out there about just how to play video games when you have a life. Well, let's get this party started. <laughs> I don't have anything too crazy, but we got some gaming news on the horizon. A couple things are going on this past week, and uh, I think we'll start off with uh, with Zach. Zach, tell us about all things Anthem. What's going on with Anthem right now? <laughs> yes, so I've been playing uh, a kind of a small mobile indie platformer called Anthem, <laughs> and uh, it came out well, probably a few weeks ago at this it, point. It came out in, like, multiple stages. It came out in multiple <laughs> stages, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I spent all, this finally came out um, for PC, Xbox, uh, PS4, and the release the release schedule was kind of odd. It was uh, you know <laughs> it's kind of an early access thing. It was uh, VIP on Origin, mm-hmm. you could get it early, and then Xbox One is a Game Pass. Yeah, EA Access. EA that, Access. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just built a new gaming PC, so nice. uh, it came with my graphics card. Uh, it was either Battlefield Five or Anthem, and I chose Anthem. So is that your first warning that it might not be that great? Yes. These sales. That was John's hot take on Anthem. <laughs> that was volume these one sales. Yeah, hot takes already. <laughs> um, so I, I was able to look forward to this with like very little invested. So I was, I was mm-hmm. pretty interested in it. Um, I played about thirty to forty hours. Um, I nice. capped. Um, I basically geared out in, in some high-end stuff. Uh, Anthem basically has 1 to 30, uh, level 1 to 30, and then um, you kind of gear in a Diablo loot style. So there's Grandmaster okay. 1, yeah. 2, and 3 um, with, like, higher drop rate, that kind of thing. So but what is the mechanic, per- like, what do you think, like, the percentage, like, how heavy is the loot-based system in Anthem? Is it a pretty big deal? Is it, like, a mainstay of the, of the title? Like, Yeah, it's it's definitely a loot shooter. It's, it's very similar to Destiny, but mm-hmm. uh, third person. So things are dropping. Uh, you're seeing items that you're picking up. Um, short kind of dungeon gameplay, that kind of thing. So seeing items you're picking up. But not actually knowing what they are, right? You're seeing <laughs> that you're picking up an item, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. You find out, yeah, you find out later. They're, they're done in really short burst sessions, yeah. uh, and then at the very end, you find out what, what you actually got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great if you have a, a small group of friends, I imagine. Um, again, I didn't have a whole lot invested, so the leveling uh, process was a joy. It's extremely polished. Uh, lots, of, lots of kind of bugs here and there, but nothing like too game-breaking in my experience. Um, and then just yesterday, as of this recording, they um, increased the loot drops for uh, nice. just about everything, which was nice. a big point in the community they were, they were kind of upset about. So, yeah, it's been great so far. It's a fun game uh, to take in stride. If this is the game that you're playing, that you're dedicated to. This is my one game as a service <laughs> that I'm going to spend all my time in. I could imagine how you might be a little uh, chafed off the bat. So yeah. do you think that, like... 
I've heard a lot of stories about the end game of Anthem. Like it's not really there yet. Do you think the loot changes are going to affect the end game for players? Is it going to keep them playing in the long run, or do you think like Anthem's going to like kind of die off, and then once they decide to finish the end game, they're going to come back up? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. So I, I do think they have a little bit of a Destiny problem where it's it's content. Um, I actually played a few hours last night after the loot change because this that was kind of a big deal. Um, and it, it that wasn't really the main problem I had with Anthem, interestingly. Um, I don't mind grinding. I, I like to be able to look at somebody and say, like, wow, they worked really hard to get this piece of equipment. Um, so, yeah, I, I think in-game, actual in-game content, uh, like raids, bigger party sizes, that kind of stuff will be crucial to this game. The gameplay uh, is fun, but I don't know that it's as fun as the like core gameplay loop of Destiny. Yeah, uh, gunplay in Destiny is like flawless. So, yes. just about Thank no you, matter Bungie. how, little, yeah, <laughs> just about yes. no, no matter how little content you have in, in Destiny, right. it kind of feels good to play all the way through. Mm-hmm. I feel like if that's a hundred percent of of good gameplay, I feel like this is kind of seventy percent of Destiny's gameplay loop. So. Fun, just not there. I will say, kind of coming from the casual perspective here, because yeah. Anthem, I'm only, I think, level 10, uh, 11. I can't remember exactly. but You're I play hardcore, on, bro. I, absolutely. But I play <laughs> on the Xbox, and I enjoy uh, just flying around like Iron Man. Yes. That's one of the coolest yeah. things for me that yeah. I... I take away from Anthem, and I've enjoyed the story. Um, I haven't played with anybody uh, friends-wise yet. Mm. I've really wanted to. I have a few people that that have said, let's play, and it's something that's kind of tough, and I don't know what you guys prefer, because I know there's a lot of these games and services that have stories. How you jump in, how easy it is to just jump in and play, because I I prefer getting to watch that, but I don't want to miss anything if I'm playing with somebody else. Yeah, I got you, right. That's something that, uh, it depends on the game, but anyway, so I've enjoyed that. I I love flying around. The gameplay, you said, is is great. It is not necessarily the same as Destiny as far as that gameplay loop, but I've had fun uh, just here and there, so. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, I, I think the last thing I'll say about Anthem is, they released with a lot of game-breaking bugs. I didn't play a ton on day one or day two or day three just right. because of the, the phased releases. Um, and the, the hype, the marketing hype, was kind of overshadowed like the actual content that came out. Um, I think this would have been a very good candidate for early access um, or really just kind of any more polishing or a firm release date with two more weeks of development. Yeah. Um, I know that's kind of hard to say because they have to finish the game and then do marketing and right, release. Yeah, totally. Yeah, interesting. I will say Bioware seems to be on top of it with patches because I feel like every other day there's a five gig patch yeah. coming out. Or I something, mean, so. it is their flagship. Like, yeah, been they're listening for so long. Like it's right. it's pretty tough to have such a detrimental experience for most players. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. day two or three. So I hope Bioware is on it and it's the yeah. EA machine. So hopefully they'll crank something out. Speaking of games as a service, like. Destiny, baby. <laughs> I mean, Destiny's been pushing out, like, content like mad. I mean, they just got out of their contract with Activision, yep. right? They so, are solo now, I right? Mean, I, I mean, they also have – Activision has, like, a lawsuit against them now for some Oh, reason. really? Yeah, apparently there's a that. big lawsuit from that. But anyway, um, <laughs> but, I mean, Bungie's been pushing out Destiny content with this, I guess, I guess it's year two of Destiny 2, isn't it? This is year two, yeah. It, yeah. Because, yeah, because with Forsaken – yeah, we're, we're in year two right now. Yeah, so Forsaken year two. So generally, like, Forsaken's had a lot of, like, positive things about it. Destiny's on this season thing now. So right now we're in the season of the Drifter. And they have mm. this, like, this content, this staggered content release. They've been going on, like, last 
Last couple months was like Black Armory. That was the, the last season. And this season is season of Drifter, and we get a whole bunch of new stuff with Gambit Prime, um, a new game mode, The Reckoning, and a new light level cap at 700, um, but no new raid, which is a real bummer. But there's so much stuff in Destiny right now, it's kind of hard for me to kind of like just kind of take care of it all, honestly. But I will say the new Gambit is really cool if you like Gambit. A lot of players aren't a huge fan of Gambit. But it is like, (laughs) Gambit's like Destiny's like PvP, PvE, like brainchild. It's kind of like their mixture of the two. It's like set up in phases where you manage to fight a big boss at the end and you can invade other enemy teams Mm -hmm. and kind of eliminate their human players. And it's an interesting dynamic. I can't say it's like, it's a pretty long game type, but the rewards seem to be pretty cool. They brought back Thorn for all you D1 people. Nice. They brought back the Thorn hand cannon. Yeah. And uh, I mean, outside of that, there isn't a whole lot. They've got some stuff coming. they got stuff being launched every week. I think next week is Iron Banner. Oh, okay. So if you like playing PvP with Lord Shax and the Iron Banner... Yes, it's all about that. But. So, how does the so I'm a Destiny fan. I personally like it. Uh, I know that we've played uh, multiple right. times, but I am not a hardcore fan when it comes to uh, being on every night and playing. How is how is the new annual pass? Because I don't have the annual pass. I think right. I stopped with Forsaken, yeah. and mm-hmm. I still enjoy playing the game. But how does the annual pass work for someone like me who has three kids, three little kids, and can't get on every night? Here's the thing: when determining like. If you really want to, if you really enjoy Destiny, like if you enjoy like Bungie's work with Destiny, like if you get the Game Pass, you're gonna find time to play it. But I feel like with like so many great games coming out, you know, like Red Dead, we got Sekiro coming out, we have some stuff from from Microsoft about the new Halo stuff. Like, there's so many great content, so many great games coming out. It's just tough to keep. It's kind of tough to keep Destiny on the front end. And so, you know, if you love Destiny, you're gonna play it and you're gonna enjoy it for what it is. I wouldn't say that. For a lot of people, the annual pass is worth it, but if you're, like, hardcore, like, Mm -hmm. if you have that core group of friends, like Zach was saying about Anthem, and you really enjoy the Destiny dynamic, maybe the gunplay, the loot system, whatever, you're going to keep playing it. That being said, like, you know, it is a tough grind to level 700, (laughs) you know? I would say that if you're a a Forsaken player and you play Forsaken but have not purchased the annual pass, you know, unless you really want to raid, like unless you really have like those 60s that you want to raid with and they're willing to buy all that annual pass stuff (laughs) and keep their light up to 680, 700, like I wouldn't worry about it. Um, But I will say for myself, like I enjoy Destiny a lot and I've enjoyed the Drifter, but I will say with Pokemon getting released later this year, the new Pokemon flagship RPG and the new Sekiro game coming out next Friday, like I think my Destiny time is pretty limited honestly i i can see that there's a lot of backlog games for me too that i have no time for yeah. so and that's the challenge yeah. of games like this like it's tough to make content and like yeah, yeah. people are gonna like want to play like despite other games getting released yeah. i think that's mm-hmm. the challenge for a game like this because destiny is locked in its own universe whereas people tend to have like taste that are in different different areas and so yeah. i mean i've done I've, I've thought a lot about that uh, there there are games that i love to play but in a world where we have uh, games as a service constantly asking you to say spend 100% of your time yes. playing me, and even if 100% of your time isn't enough to reach all the in-game stuff, what does content look like? Can you play five hours with your friend that plays five million hours, and <laughs> you guys both are progressing on, on kind of yeah. two different branches? One game, and I won't go on an MMO tangent, but <laughs> I've played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV lately. Okay, um, nice. I, I guess they... There's this thing uh, developers try for, which is horizontal progress, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not linear. It's not just hey, this is your level. This is the content you can do because of your level. But 
it's you're progressing in, in different areas uh, across the board. Um, so you're kind of getting a little bit of everything, no matter what kind of content you're consuming. That's really hard to do. Um, but stuff like cosmetics, uh, professions, Final Fantasy fourteen does this really well. Okay. So you can you can be getting stuff for your character, like furniture, uh, new clothes, <laughs> like actual <laughs> experience. Um, and then they're scaling, too, so it makes it really easy to jump in. Um, MMOs do this really well because they've had to deal with this for a really right, long yeah. time. Yes. Um, getting people to subscribe to your game, especially a paid service right. is so hard to do. Um, I'd love to see more horizontal uh, progression for games like Destiny or Anthem. You but bring up a good point, though. That's something that, wow, those games can do because they charge every month for that. Yeah. With Destiny, you pay for that annual subscription, which mm-hmm. is, what, like 40 bucks or so? Yeah, or or something it? like that. It's in that area. About the cost of a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I can see where it is hard for developers to get in there and make content fresh every week, which right. I like what they're doing with the annual pass because it sounds like from what I've been seeing. Because I stay, I may not be a hardcore gamer, but I still stay in that realm so I can be aware of what's going on what I'm missing. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But it sounds like every week something is happening. Something is different. So with like Gambit Prime, I hear that, you know, when it came out, which I guess it came out, what, a week ago? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that the, not all the tiers of loot have been released yet. So it's, it's It's staggering that. Yeah. 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 Which is nice. So it keeps people in there. And it makes you get your light level up too, which is like another dynamic they're going to make you play. They're going to make you do stuff in game to get to the good stuff later in the game. So I, uh, my hot take this week isn't my distaste for gated content. So I'll save that. But (laughs) I do think there's, (laughs) there's benefits, but I think there's cons as well. Well, speaking of like games as a service, kind of segueing into this, you know, Microsoft released some news yesterday regarding like the master chief collection. Brandon, take it away. Yeah, so, okay, so I am a, I'm a huge Halo fan. That's something that I... We uh, even have a helmet. Yes, we do. I do have a Master Chief helmet, yes. Great game, by the way. It is a great game. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they, uh, 343 has been doing a really great job of... They've really pulled it it together, I feel like. They're supporting their content. They have... They have taken on the Halo franchise and have really shown that they care a great deal about their fans yeah. and that 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 series itself. And with the Master Chief Collection, it's got Halo One, two, Halo One anniversary, right? Two yeah. uh, anniversary, three, four. They had Halo Three ODST, ODST, and now they are releasing Halo Reach as part of that bundle, which is really awesome. It's, nice. it's about it's, time. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. Uh, all of these amazing games. There's six games now. In this one package, which is an amazing. I get to bring value. back armor lock and smack all <laughs> my friends upon the armor lock. That's, yes, anyway. and that's the thing too. Yeah, it's multiplayer, everything, uh, campaigns. It is so cool to see that they are still supporting this game. Which what, yeah. what year did this game come out? It was like uh, I want to say I was, was in I was in college, so it must have been like 2010 to 12 ish area. You're talking really? about really Halo Reach. Oh no, yeah. I'm talking about the Master Chief Collection. Oh, Master yes. Chief Collection was Xbox One. It was that Xbox was, One. Was it a, was like a the beginning. Title when yeah, they first dropped huh. Xbox One. But it's been years since. Xbox One launch, and they're mm. still supporting this game right. by adding content to it, which is awesome. Uh, so that is something that, like you said, the multiplayer, uh, using armor lock, all of the different things there. Uh, I personally loved the original Firefight. That's what launched with Reach. Yeah, I still remember playing with... And the uh, horde mode was awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that what that is? It's, I mean, it's the horde mode, yeah. Okay. yeah. Firefight, now in later games, they come out with Firefight, and they've changed it somewhat, but in Halo Reach, it was in I think it was never ending, right? I think it was something oh, wow. where you could keep I never, playing. Like I never got to the point. I would just die way too much. Oh, yeah, so me I too. To but it was one of those things that was brand new. I remember that was a big flagship selling point of, of Halo Reach and yeah. just playing that... Uh, 
till you get through the different waves was was a blast. So. And it was the first jump from Bungie, is that right? That was the Bungie's last game. Bungie's last right, game was yeah. Reach. So okay, yeah, yeah. Halo Four was three four three's first official title there, but it is great to see it all in one package. I think that it has not been officially announced yet as far as released. A release date for when Reach is coming, but I believe they said that it's coming this year. It'll be a paid DLC if you own the game, but if you have it through Game Pass, it is something that you will get as part of Game Pass, which still is one of the best deals, I yeah. think, in gaming. So where do, <laughs> so. do you think the implications are for all those coming? I mean, honestly, like, didn't they announce they were putting it into PC too? Yeah, having a re, like a I don't know, kind of like an updated like dynamic controls and all this stuff for port for PC. Like, what does this mean for the future of Microsoft and Halo franchises? Like, they're gonna, I mean, obviously they're thinking about like a Halo World kind of like yes. MMO thing. Uh, well, like, what does that what does that mean for? So like, yes, would you say like Destiny? <laughs> I, I, hope, sure. I, hope, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I really love Halo. Yes. I love its core, but honestly, like with the changing market in the gaming world mm-hmm. like games of service like is like the thing unless you're going to play like a you know Fortnite or a pay as you go just to have this fun stuff kind of a thing so tell me a little bit about like what that implication is that's a it's a big deal to pc so hasn't before yeah halo has not been on pc i mean it's there's been a couple of yeah, uh, halo one and two but uh the rest of the series has not been on pc which is a huge deal uh for people who have not experienced that have just been on console that's something that i believe with microsoft's you know their future of gaming you know they want to be able to play Xbox, Windows 10, they don't really care about the platform, it sounds like, as far as the hardware. They care about the games, which sounds so good from what their message of messaging was years ago when the Xbox One released. So uh, they want to get the games out in front of as many people as possible. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, you know, with Master Chief Collection, where everybody can play all of the Halos on PC now is really great. I've never been much of a PC f- player, a gamer, uh, traditionally, because I've never really been able to build a PC and make it exactly what I want. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just glad that more people can experience the game that couldn't before, who never really had an Xbox. So, uh, yeah, but, I agree. but I do think going to the next point though, uh, with Halo Infinite, I cannot wait to see what yeah. they announce at E3. Yeah. They have already said that it is, they're going to have information. Is this your first prediction, Brandon? Are oh, we are we getting that uh, far ahead? Are expect an infinite uh, announcement, you think? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, this is... You heard it first from this guy. <laughs> we, if we don't see Halo Infinite at E3, I think that is a huge miss on on Microsoft's part because yeah. not only, I don't want to get into this yet because I know that we still have a couple months yeah. or a few months before E3, but just early, early thing here, you know, Sony has pulled out of E3. Uh, what was the other one? It was not EA, uh, EA. EA has pulled out of E3 yeah. as far as big announcements. Yeah. Microsoft has, has their moment, their moment to shine. Moment. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, I think, you know, I was hearing uh, some, some stuff from interviews you know, Phil Spencer said, you know, do we, do we just kind of, is this a mulligan or a, a gimme? You know, is this something that we can just go out there and just show a few things and just win just because by default, or do we go out guns blazing? Yeah. And he said, they're, they're going to put up a great show and I'm excited nice. to see it. That's going to be awesome. with Halo Infinite. That is. So soon we'll, we'll, E3 <laughs> will be uh, Microsoft's <clears throat> convention. Oh, I, I, it sounds like it. <laughs> as people uh, drop out. That'll, a be great for, <laughs> that'll be great for Microsoft though because honestly like as far as like exclusive titles and like all the, all the great stuff that PS4 had like Microsoft needs this moment and it should be a great time for Microsoft yes. to kind of like take back that market as far as you know all that's concerned. So. I agree. I agree. As, as, uh, like, as hardcore as I am with PC gaming and PS4 Pro right now, uh, I, I would love to see Xbox start um, competing with like 
you know, better like first party titles mm-hmm. and just like all the things and get on, on the same level, if not better than PS4. Oh, yeah. Cause ultimately I want a reason to, to buy an Xbox again or yeah. trade towards an Xbox and just yes. play with oh, you yeah, guys. For sure. We miss really you. Hard Come do. back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss you all that much. It's, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, I guess yeah. <laughs> I've got you on PSN, so we're good. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, we can play on PlayStation. Yeah. I but can too now. I had to, one thing I want to touch on is I had to kind of ask you guys, what's yeah. the, the big deal? Because I go on Reddit and Kotaku mm-hmm. and like all the major uh, channels and MCC as a news item is all over the place. Um, and, and you had to explain to me as someone that, that isn't like super in tune with kind of the history of PC and Halo, um, there hasn't been great PC support, although people love Halo 1 for, for mm-hmm. PC. Um, so this has been, been a big step uh, in that direction. They're putting it on Steam when Microsoft yes. has a That's store. A, that's a crazy deal. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, I, I think I just saw that it requires uh, Xbox Live subscription, so I'm sure some Steam users will uh, be like, cool, I can buy it on Steam. Wow, that sucks. So, Well, know. I think that's one thing, too, and I, I don't know too much about this, but from what I've seen, I think Microsoft's wanting to put Xbox Live everywhere. Kind of going back cool. to that whole, you know, you know the platform. Yeah. Yes, they support the hardware, the Xbox, you know, the PC, it's, that's all Microsoft, yeah. Windows 10, but they care about the services. They yeah. care about the games, which is really cool. I mean, you may see games like Halo or other titles that are Microsoft exclusives out on other devices, yeah. iOS devices, Android devices. I think there was rumors recently about you know, Switch. Uh, I think they did come out and say that we're, we don't have plans just yet for that, but they're they are. I think they just released uh, Xbox Live, or just announced Xbox Live is coming to iOS and Android. So yep. they are wanting it to get out and into ev- as many hands as possible, yeah. which is a huge deal. Yeah, between uh, I think between crossplay uh, and the way they position themselves with that, it's a very consumer friendly move. Yeah, um, to the point where a lot of people are saying like, why would you just offer your games on PC as well? Right, yeah. uh, but I think we're starting to see like the long term benefits of that play out a little bit. Um, it's it's good faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts them in a position to have a, a broader market than just yes. hey buy a PS4 and, and play our games. And I will say, kind of the you know the theme of what we are, you know, the the gaming casuals yeah. is being a casual gamer. I want to play with my friends. I want to yes. play with you guys. Right. And and that is something You're not that so bad a guy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it's something that yeah. Right now, like I I, I want to play with you and. It's very hard if I'm playing on Xbox, you're playing on PS4. Totally. Yeah. So having that open ecosystem, yeah, I think is awesome. Well, let's yeah. transition a little bit. I think you know we got to show Sony a little love here. That's fine. And you know, <laughs> oh, Zach, you just finished Kingdom Hearts three. You want to tell us a little bit about Kingdom Hearts three? I did. Yeah. So I've been a, a long-term both Final Fantasy fan and Kingdom Hearts fan, um, and I guess like did, great like, franchise. Everyone's a Disney fan. Uh, come fall, on, right? yeah, Most absolutely. So, yeah, Disney must make a killing because I'm surprised they still have Sony still has a handle on anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. Enix or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Kingdom Hearts three is really interesting. There's a lot of hype about it. Uh, it was kind of like Kingdom Hearts three and, and Final Fantasy seven remake is the Square Enix big mm-hmm. like this is the thing we have in the distance to look forward to. Um, Kingdom Hearts three was fun as a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan. I was very surprised at how well the formula didn't age. Usually I'm talking about uh, games not aging well when I'm going back to play an older game. Like uh, number one. Like Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 1. <laughs> um, so for some context, like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are, were like groundbreaking. It was action RPG before action RPG was even a thing. 
Um, you know, loot, currency, blending of two franchises uh, was a big deal. So Kingdom Hearts 3 being able to compete with the current landscape in 2019 was, was a big thing. Um, I, I don't think it does that well. Uh, I, I think the mechanics are, aren't really developed as much. Um, the way it addresses you as a player uh, is very, like, childish, like, almost, like, 10-year-old 10, 10 to 13-year-old How range. old is Soren in the franchise? Like, how, how old Sora? would you say? Is it Sora? No, I don't even play the game. Yeah, I, don't I think I, Is it Sorry. Sora? I, I think it's, it's Sora. Sora. It's okay, I'm thinking cool. Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, there's there a lot of blending. There's, there's a lot of blending in, in Disney and Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy names. Like, yeah. Terra is the name of a Kingdom Hearts character and uh, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy character. Okay. Anyways, I, I don't know. He, he's uh, like 13, 14. I okay, guess. gotcha. Uh, same thing with Roxas, which is kind of his counterpart. So um, I, I don't think it aged well. Um, the effects that they've laid over are beautiful. Lots of particle effects, lighting effects. Um, the worlds are amazing. You go back to several worlds that you're familiar with with um, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um, they don't do a, a great job of holding your hand through the story. Obviously, they're, they're infamous for a complex story. Um, even the Disney worlds kind of pick up where they left off, which is hmm. a, a little bit of a joy if you're going one, two, and three back to back. But there's been a huge, uh, yeah, amount of time between those. So, do you need to play one and two, preferably, or at least read up on it before you play three? You think you you can? I honestly don't think it would help. Okay. It's like it's so it's so challenging. It's uh, it reminds me of Final Fantasy Tactics, the original Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just so thick with story it's hard to follow but fun game if you love kingdom hearts uh there are no final fantasy mainline characters in this really um yeah i, I think one and two had like yuffie and cloud and sephiroth was an in-game right. boss yeah um the last thing i'll add about that is while it was a, a fun game there wasn't a whole lot of post-game content which i was looking mm -hmm. forward to is there gonna be dlc you think yeah i, I think they're gonna add content uh and maybe that plays into the post-game content a little bit but I remember, and I don't know if this is a remembering thing or like an age thing or difficulty thing, but I remember like grinding to, to beat Sephiroth in I think mm. Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, for a very long time and still just never winning. <laughs> uh, and then I beat the post-game content for Kingdom Hearts 3 in about like two to three hours oh, after wow. finishing the game. So big difference there too. But yeah, hardcore fans, you'll probably like this game a lot. Um, if you're looking to get into Kingdom Hearts 3 just on a whim, it's there are better games out there. So this week in gaming, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice yes. coming this Friday. Well, next Friday, and I'm getting it on PS4. Uh, I love Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Hidetaka Miyazaki is one of my favorite game directors, um, and so I am so stoked about this next iteration in From Software's game arsenal. Mm -hmm. I will be playing it nonstop next weekend, <laughs> and next time we meet, I will have plenty of opinions, but. It looks like the game's set in feudal Japan. People were kind of okay. hoping for a, a kind of like a Bloodborne sequel with a whole trailer thing going on, but no, it is a, a entirely different universe. Um, it is feudal Japan, probably like pre-Tokugawa kind of a thing. You are a samurai. Okay. I believe he's Ronin, so he has no affiliate clan. He doesn't work with the clan. He's on his own. Is that what Ronin means? Mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, going to save that in the back of my head now. Ronin. So, <laughs> I'm Ronin. <laughs> I think the biggest things from Dark Souls and Bloodborne that I love is the music. Yuka Kiramura is once again doing the score for uh, Shadows Die Twice. Nice. I am stoked about it. I have not watched any trailers, but I love the brutality, love the story, and the way you kind of have to like piece together your adventure is kind of fascinating to me. But um, So... 
quick, like, what is your elevator pitch for someone who is not necessarily as familiar with a Souls game like myself? <sighs> okay, guys, <laughs> the Souls franchise and Bloodborne and all that, they're not for everybody. <laughs> That's what okay? I hear. If you do not like brutality, if you do not like, you know, dying all the time and being frustrated, <laughs> if you don't like executing fine, like, on a strain of hair commands to dodge enemy attacks or, like, understanding, like, the meta of the engine that they use, I would not recommend this game to you. But okay. if you guys enjoy piecing together story from abstract, like, lore and things you find in the universe, or you really enjoy, like, really finite, really fine-tuned combat mechanics and a PvP element, this game you will thoroughly enjoy. Yes. Zach, what do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this game as well. Uh, John is a, a much better gamer when it comes to Souls-like <laughs> games. Uh, I got in at Bloodborne, and I, I fell in love with the, the uh, formula. And I'm definitely going to buy this game. Um, I'm actually on the fence between PC and uh, PS4. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I believe PS4 Pro, they, they offer uh, uncapped frame rate, oh, which wow. is really surprising for a console game, and it kind of floats around 50 FPS at 1080. Nice. So um, that's like after buying a new PC, <laughs> I'm like, where do I want to put my, my yeah. hardware? And if right. it's going to be around 60 frames per second, I don't. I would prefer to use a controller. So um, I'll add to your elevator pitch that uh, Bloodborne, once you actually get into a Souls-like game, um, I can speak to Bloodborne only, but I imagine <laughs> it's like this with the other games. You, there's a little bit of grinding, RPG elements, um, you're buying items, you, you can kind of grind an area that you're familiar with, right? And then go back and purchase stuff and, and get better. So I would say um, Souls-like appeals to JRPG fans in that way that doesn't get talked about often, but gotcha. definitely excited for this one. Um, the, the unique mechanic is that you can resurrect, right, after, per right, after yeah. dying. Which is totally different than say any other game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D different than what they've done before. A lot of a lot more mobility, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, super excited. I'll, I'll probably play PS4 so we can, uh, like, see each other playing. Is there multiplayer? You said PvP. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. so oh, yeah, yeah, Generally, there there's is, a yeah. PvP, but okay. it's, like, it's very, like, constrained within, like, a certain dynamic. Yeah. Like, you have to be within, like, 30 levels of each other. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. You have to, like, ring a special item that can, you know, enable PvP yeah. to happen in your game world, and it's, like, yeah. it's instance-based, so it's, like, in your own little yes. gotcha. game world thing. Losing in PvP and, and Bloodborne feels like someone, like, you lost in real life. Really? Like, so there's well, PvP and yeah. Bloodborne too. They invade yes. your oh, world. Wow. They, they come in. You. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you beckon wow. them in, they invade you, and there's a whole like and then they can inner sanctum meta, like how you PvP and Bloodborne on the forums, on the discords, yes. but wow. like typically you ring a bell, a hunter comes in and invades you, and you have to fight for your life. So it's yeah. inviting someone to come in and defeat you. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever lost in PvP in, in Diablo 2 back in the day, um, it feels like that, or got hit in the face with like a snowball that's like more ice than snow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, that sounds more like of what I've actually experienced. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, next time we're going to talk about a little bit of Sekiro review, a little Division 2 review. There yes. you go. And then... Uh, Gosh. What else is I know we literally I don't know what else but we'll find some news. We'll find some stuff. But, but anyway, uh, we thank you guys and appreciate you guys for coming out for our very yes. first Gaming Casuals podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Once again, follow us on all the social media. We're gonna try to post content pretty regularly, but we're a casual dudes, so give us some time to figure it out, would you? Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for watching and listening to us. We are the Gaming Casuals. You can find us on the web at thegamingcasuals.com and all major social media avenues. We got nothing left. Thanks for watching. Thanks Goodbye. for watching. Subscribe. <laughs>